Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. A very special episode here at Nerd Herder. I feel um, special. This is all we're going to do to talk about it. I'm mostly just amazed we've been allowed to get to this point uh, in our podcast career. Um, but this is our 300th Would episode ever. I've never done something this long, this joyfully. So, like, I, I'd, I'd like this. I'd, I'd like, like to, to claim this as my on, career. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> you say that. You excluded. We, yeah. we fit together for our, our, 10 years. Our marriage is a year. given. Our, our, you, you're a given. You're always the top of the list. It's not fair to put you, put you there. That's like being like, oh, who, what's your favorite character? Boba Fett. Like, the, uh, the Bible. Like, you know, nobody's better than Boba Fett. So it's like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. So second best, Anakin. So, there, you know, there you go. So, yeah. You, Nerd Herder Podcast. Okay. So there you go. Around for 300 episodes. It's, it's a miracle, a folks. It's a commitment, and it is confusing, <laughs> just like marriage. Right. Um, and so uh, in order to celebrate that, we did absolutely nothing. Uh, it's uh, content as per usual, because that's what Keeping got us to 300, and that's what's going to get us uh, going even further. And so um, as mentioned um at some point, I think last uh, week's um, in our call-in special, which thank you and shout out to Brennan, who's already in the chat, who popped by for that. Uh, we just got to hang out with Brennan for an awesome coming soon episode um, all about awesome. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all of that nerdy stuff. It was great. Um, but uh, we are leaning even more heavily this year um, into the fact that Having a podcast for 300 episodes has literally just been an excuse to hang out with our friends. It's true. <laughs> and so a thinly uh, veiled excuse. Right. It's just like you people listen to this. We're, it's just an excuse to hang out. Uh, we could just be FaceTiming, but now we're recording it and, and shipping it to all of your eyes and ears. And you listen for some reason. It's uh, true. We, I'm That's willing, your problem. I'm willing to bet it's because we have uh, great friends and great guests um, and, and we're just the lovely accessory that bring them into your homes. And so, uh, with that, uh, before we, uh, dive into what we're talking about, we have to get our lovely guests in. And so got the familiar favorite Kev free from the back room, you know who he is and, uh, new to the herd and questioning his life choices, goose, goose from uh, triad of the four. <laughs> What's up? Yes. What's up? Good evening. Gentlemen. So far, so good. So, so far, far, so good. Yeah. Yes, three minutes and fifteen <laughs> seconds in, and we're still. <laughs> my good. hands are. I'm not in the trunk of the car, my, but my hands have been bound, <laughs> and so we're the, making it the to the trunk. show. Don't worry. <laughs> no. hey. the, spicy, spicy. The, the chains are abrasive at first, but you get used to them after a while. <laughs> you just gotta and, loop up your wrists, and then. <laughs> but I'm you telling go. you right now, man. The 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 combination of slop and fish heads that they slide through the 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 door is. It's an acquired taste, but you just keep acquiring it. And then before you know it, yeah. it's a delicacy. The secret is uh, adobo seasoning. Yeah, <laughs> true. True. There true, you go. True. Uh, Always buy uh, Goya adobo, though. But that's oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, we would absolutely serve our prisoners better better than that, Kev. You know that. It's true. 
Well, who have you been serving better? Slim Jims and Mountain Dew. Come on. Sometimes sometimes that gets the job done, though. Uh, (laughs) There you go. Wait, you're telling me someone's getting Dew? Because I haven't gotten any Dew. It's Michael. Michael's getting Dew. It's Michael and Brad and Andy. Uh, (laughs) We have an interesting contest going for uh, most appearances on Nerd Herder. (laughs) Kev's right up there uh, with you. Yep. Uh, we got uh, a long time no see from Uh-oh. the Daniel Miller. Um, Here he so, hates Trandoshans. <laughs> right. Noted Good. Trandoshan racist uh, Daniel Miller in the chat. <laughs> Luckily, no Trandoshans in uh, the show we're talking about because in typical nerd herder fashion, um, we decided to wait until everybody on the internet calmed down <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at least a little bit. And um, until we had the finished product to really digest and process um, Mm -hmm. in in order to dive in deep. And that's what we've invited you, uh, lovely, beautiful men, to join us to do. Um, You know, uh, put on the elbow length gloves and let's dive in because um, Andor's a deep show. I don't like that. (laughs) I know, I do. I do. Keep going. This is what happens when J-Dub vamps. <laughs> oh, gosh. And when I vamp, Nicolas Cage is involved. Um, hey, right. That's hey, true. You know what? Not, um, for, not for nothing. Renfield looks, looks ridiculous. Looks so in the, all the best ways. Yes. You know I like how everyone's embracing the Nick Cage-ness of Nick Cage, finally. Yeah. Finally. Like he's finally back in the mainstream. But it's just like, just be Cage, man. Just be Cage. Yep. Exactly. And, it's, and it's beautiful. I, I was just watching... And the unbearable whatever of massive talent, Pedro <laughs> Pascal, and, and obviously talent. Nick Cage, In- yes. incredible, incredible. So I'm looking forward to his new career as himself. Oh yeah, yeah. Shall we call it the Age of Cage? <laughs> yes, the, the yes. Cut. Dance? I don't know. <laughs> oh, cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. There Got we it. go. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, we're, we're no stranger now to, uh, Nicolas Cage here on the show. And so, uh, folks can, never been a stranger. As, as soon as we can do a commentary for Renfield, uh, you can expect a show discussing it, uh, not long after, because that's the new thing we do now. Not only do, uh, I get subjected to a conversation about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, I get recorded while watching it. Uh, and and I do this all for the love and and support of our patrons. Um, so don't say I didn't do any, any favors for you. (laughs) Um, but, uh, just wait, right. Just wait. I'm, I'm very intrigued by it for sure. I'm, I'm intrigued by cage as Dracula, uh, for sure. So isn't he already Dracula though in real life? Right. I like he bought, he bought that haunted mansion in New Orleans and stuff. He has like a pyramid. And, he has a crow. And, and, yeah, Star Trek so. can have him, uh, Lauren. Star Trek can have him. The Wrath yes. of Cage. <laughs> the Wrath of Cage. Um, <laughs> so you would you would think we're on a Let's Get Cagey episode uh, with all of this, but no. I just... already told the boys no rails. <laughs> right? No, yeah, that's what true. Happened, what happened was is you said that we were three minutes in and we were fine, and then I had to come in and be like, no, you're not. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right. Uh, We are off the rails even sooner than expected. We didn't even leave the station. Um, No, but um, yeah, Andor is is a very uh, deep show. And Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm glad more than ever. um, Usually it's just a scheduling thing why we sit back and wait to get everything Mm. um, with Star Wars shows. Uh, We did it with Kenobi, with Mando. Uh, We did it with Bad Batch as well. And um, 
more than ever, I think Andor needed the processing time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It needed the rewatch. It, it, it like it was so jam packed, and every week was kind of a roller coaster, like this podcast. Um, <laughs> and and getting all of it and going through all of it in one um, didn't necessarily help calm down the roller coaster, but uh, it kind of helped me think about what I was feeling because this show didn't give a lot of time no. to think. <laughs> yeah, no, just a, a lot of a lot of gut punches, a lot of gut punches. Um, and so uh, excited to have you and your uh, services with us tonight to basically just gush about this. Hopefully you did like it because that was kind of a prerequisite. The title is We Love Andor. So be yes. really awkward. Bait, bait and switch. <laughs> right, uh. Yeah. Um, actually, no. <laughs> Laser beams coming out of my eyes now. <laughs> exactly. The Empire was right. They're all right. And back to the back room you go. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Into the um, trunk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, um, it it was quite a uh, big show to digest. And Dude, so need all the help we can mm-hmm. get. Um, but I, I know one thing is that I I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yes. It. It's some of the best Star Wars content to date. I don't. I don't know how agreeable that is, or if that's too much of a hot take. Um, no, no. Andor's better than everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was I running that account? I don't know. I mean, what I what I what I will say is that you know Andor's on a level of um, quality that is different. I'm not gonna say better, but it's just different. Because mm-hmm. it 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 there's moments in it that feel like Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then there's moments in it that feel like something else entirely, right? Yeah. Like like there's there's I I recently rewatched it. Like and when I say recently, I mean over like the last couple of days, I yeah. binged it. And there there's just uh, there were moments where I was watching it where I had to like remind myself like no this is Star Wars this is Star mm-hmm. Wars and it was usually like a, a mm-hmm. word. Like someone would say a word that was very Star Wars. Like someone would say Shandrilla. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. Got it. It's still Star Wars because there's I've moments. i these where... words before. Yeah, exactly. But there's just, there's so many moments in it where it's, you're so engrossed in the drama and in the dialogue, especially that mm-hmm. y- you almost forget that you're watching a Star War. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was a, that was one of the things that made Andor challenging for me when it was mm-hmm. premiering because with Star Wars, you kind of expect a certain type of vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of the, even a lot of the series, which have very different tones and very different feels, they still have that essential element that, what, what do we call it? Camp, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essential mm-hmm. camp mm-hmm. that feels like Star Wars and Andor has moments where it's like no camp. It's, no. Mm-hmm. it is just mm-hmm. stark. You it's know what brutal. I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But it's a good thing. It's not, it's, I, I've said this before. I don't know if I would want it to be like the standard that everything else is measured against. I kind of like that it's an outlier and it's in its own little orbit. Absolutely. You know? I, I, you know, I, I heard a lot of takes where it's like, oh, this is what Star Wars should be. This is I'm like, eh, no, no, <laughs> right. no. Like Star Wars at its heart still needs to have moments where it's just stupid. Like, yes, <laughs> for sure. We love like, the stupid. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um. And 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 the same way, I saw a lot of people that cited that, that you know some of the differences to it were what made it like lesser quality because um, it didn't feel 
enough like Star Wars to be Star Wars. And like yeah. it, it seemed like it fell on some, you know, spectrum uh, of extreme opinion, whether it was like two Star Wars, it's the Star Wars that should beat all Star Wars, or it right. was the worst Star Wars because you forgot it was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really something interesting to watch. Um, and, in, you know, from from my perspective, you know, like the thumbnail's honest, like I liked it and I, I didn't really get into those thoughts, no. you know, yeah. I, did, I, I, I never really felt like it was like the gold standard or if, that it was mm-hmm not star warsy i don't know Mm -hmm. it's almost one of those things i don't know if you guys ever experience where you almost have to check in with other people um to see (laughs) what they think because it's like i'm i'm not thinking i'm just enjoying the ride (laughs) like yeah that's 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 precisely why we have the podcast precisely for that it's a mixture (laughs) wait uh, is this this, right am i the weird right (laughs) right absolutely so um before we talk about what we got and and what we loved about uh what we got i was curious um because this was one that was a little surprising um not more surprising than kenobi i think there was always rumblings about dealing with rogue one or or sort of a a prequel to that um as soon as when rogue one came out um but uh it, it still was one of those things where it's just like oh okay i guess um, at least for mm-hmm. me. No. Um, and so I didn't have a lot of expectations, but not because I was being like a responsible uh, fan, just because, you know, I didn't ask for it. It was it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you have any when, you know, Andor's announced, did you have any big uh, expectations or assumptions about what we were going to get? No, I mean, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit I was one of those cynical people. When the Andor announcement was made, I mean, it just goes to show how much I know about things. It's just like I know nothing <laughs> when it comes out, and I loved it. But I mean, and I, I loved Rogue One. Obviously, I love Diego Luna. So you know, Puerto Rican. I see his, his Latin, Latinx character doing the thing on screen. I'm just like, yes, I will support this. However, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> after you know seeing the dude, you know, spoiler alert, dude dies in Rogue One. So I'm just like, well, kind of had a quasi complete character arc. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, which goes to show like the pretentiousness of us as Star Wars fans. I mean, I say us in the royal sense, not thro- thro- hurling any insults at anyone here. Sure. The pretentiousness that we have sometimes thinking that we're entitled and of deserving X or Y type of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all fall into that trap. I talk against it, but I fall into that trap myself. And I was just like, well, we don't need Andor because we can be exploring other parts of the Star Wars galaxy and new things. And there's so many new things. Why do we keep defaulting to the existing, you know, Empire uh, Rebellion era between three and four? Let's just, you know, go either backwards or forwards. And right. so I was lukewarm about it. But since it's Diego Luna, I'm just like, let's wait and see. And then it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's the spy thriller. So it's like, what does spy thriller mean for the Star Wars galaxy? Uh, so, you know, obviously, at the end of the day, more Star Wars is good. I'd rather yeah. have bad, I'd rather have, quote unquote, bad Star Wars than no Star Wars. I'm mm. thankful in that sense for any content. Uh, so, you know, even though I felt like we didn't need it, I still want it, you know, because sure. it's still Star Wars. Sure. Uh, so, and then the show came out and I got to eat my words, right? Because it just like rocked <laughs> my world. But but yeah, yeah. I, I was cynical coming into it. Uh, the, that's really interesting because, um, you know, I, I revealed like that was me with Kenobi. Yeah. Um, mm. I yeah. felt it was so unnecessary, especially with the 
um, the little bit we got in Rebels. Like the little bit we got, I felt was enough to see where he was at in his transition from Kenobi to Ben. And so I was like, I don't need a show to do what Twin Sons already did. Yeah. And then um, egg on your face. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, it, very similarly, it just it didn't do anything I expected it to do. It wasn't, you know, him around a campfire. It wasn't him mm -hmm. just looking after Luke and it constantly mm -hmm. pulled big choices that surprised me. And um, I really hadn't thought about it that way um, with how you described it, where it's just like, yeah, that is kind of pretentious of me to think that I, like, I, I yeah. know what should and shouldn't be made as star Wars and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. you know, to make this prejudgment of just like, ah, that's not really, a great choice i probably would have done something else um yeah. mm -hmm. you know like a boba fett show you know yeah <laughs> and there is kind of an inherent pretentious nature of fandoms like there's an entitlement that's a huge problem in the star wars mm -hmm. fandom as a whole sure because we think that we know star wars but in reality mm -hmm. we don't know anything we, no. we right. barely know we've yeah. been given breadcrumbs and right. we will follow those breadcrumbs into a larger story but in reality, right now, we don't have the full picture. Yeah. I might. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I've completely <laughs> thrown off my train of thought. It happens. No, but you're right, though. You're right, though. Because, like, the, you're, you're, you're right on the money. Because, mm -hmm. you know, as fans, we have our headcanon, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that headcanon often is far more powerful than the actual canon. Because it's wrapped up in our own desires and what we think mm -hmm. would be rad mm -hmm. or what we think makes sense. It's personal. And exactly. And like, so just speaking from my own experience, I have tried to shut that up as, as yeah. completely as I can, because while I have things that I think would be cool and that I think would be interesting at the mm -hmm. end of the day, when something new comes out, like I didn't have any expectations for Andor when I knew it was coming. I was like, all right, cool. Show me what you got. You know, what are you working mm -hmm. with here? So such a superpower. It, well, yeah, I guess, because, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to get all amped up about what I think it's going to be. Right. And then exactly. when I'm watching it, I'm not, I'm not experiencing it. I'm not like yeah. locked in on it. Cause I'm always like, that's not what I would have done. And I would have done this. Why <laughs> yeah. aren't they doing that? You know, why aren't they pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky? Man. You know, <laughs> and that's why you're not getting checks exactly. from Lucasfilm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, and, uh, here's another thing. I always try to, I always assume that the people that are working on these shows are smarter than me. Yeah. And with Andor, I was proven right because that was because I wasn't expecting anything from it. I was very surprised as I was watching it because it was a challenge. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge mm -hmm. as, a, as a fan because, and I, I'd spoken on this prior, I think, but like because it is such a street level, ground level view of what it's like to live under fascism. Mm -hmm. And there's shades of reality that are a little similar. And it's like, my conflict watching it or the challenge, not conflict, the challenge I had was to be like, okay, Star Wars for me has always meant escape. I get to mm -hmm. take reality, put my blinders on, mm -hmm. and I get to go somewhere fantastic. This was not escapism. This was like the mirror being held up. And I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> just as and necessary. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I literally had this same experience rewatching it recently where I was like watching these characters interact in this, this, environment in which they have a boot heel on their neck and i'm asking myself would i make that decision would i mm -hmm. do that 
would I rush that line of stormtroopers? Would I do this? Would I do that? And it was mm-hmm. a it was a really interesting intellectual exercise. And I was like, this is happening because of the Star War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm having an existential crisis because of a Star War. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it was Star Wars concentrated in a lot of ways mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by by going that like myopic with the characters and everything. It, it really took away some of the allegory. I, I yep. think that's all yeah. always been there. You know, um, it's it's definitely one of those things that's sometimes hard to look at, though. Like I remember, you know, the first time I watched The Last Jedi, I was conflicted. Not that I was like, oh, I think mm-hmm. I just saw a bad movie. No. Um, it's like I I was the fan that wanted to see heroic Luke. I wanted mm-hmm. to see the Same. comeback, yep. the Return of the Jedi, and everything. And instead, I got a story that felt way too dang familiar. Yep. Yeah, because it felt like me in a lot of ways where I was in life, like this sort of depressive season of self-doubt and self-loathing and, co- you know, questioning the construct uh, of things. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, and then realizing like, oh, I'm in front of the sunset and I can make a choice right now of what kind of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. Darn you, Star Wars, you mean yeah. something. <laughs> again. You know, it's just like the challenge of having that self-talk like you're talking mm-hmm. about to go through it, not just feel like, and, and, and that's what I say, like e- whether the initial feel is good or bad, you should always process that. Why? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's okay to learn something from our media. It's okay to be entertained and educated. Like, yeah. Um, and, oh. and so the challenge is to look at it and long enough to see something to learn. Do you yeah. have any idea how many conversations I had about the prison industrial complex because I had a friend who was watching St- Andor at the time? Being oh, like, yeah. oh, thank God we don't live in that. Oh. It's like, oh. Girl. <laughs> Do we though? Forced labor. Like, oh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make myself angry if I talk more about <laughs> that, <laughs> That's going to be the interesting thing tonight is because, like, if you're anything like me coming into this, a lot of the things I loved that this show did um, are those, like, high tension things yes. um, oh, yeah. that, that get a reaction mm-hmm. out of you. Oh yeah. I mean, the whole show is tension. Yeah. The, the, the music mm-hmm. behind every scene is tension, you know, everything. And cause that's what it is. That's what it is to live in that kind of environment where you don't know if you're going to get stopped by some random stormtrooper and sentenced to six years. Cause you were just mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's that, it's that, um, what they're trying to, at least what, to my read, what they're trying to do is show how it boils over, how yeah. it's a slow boil, it's a slow burn, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got Luthen manipulating the Empire to overreact and stuff, which is chef's kiss, <laughs> but it is that slow burn. And, you know, that 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 involves tension. So you can't, yeah. it, it makes sense because this show really can't have that many lighthearted moments because then it mm. takes away from that feeling of tension. Sure. You know, yeah, it, it manages it in some spots, you know, it manages it in some spots, but it's rare. They're, they're little bitty spots. Well, it's almost like it's extending the wick that leads to the dynamite of Rogue One and A New Hope. Mm. That's better. You, mm. you just, you yeah. just described it better than I ever could. <laughs> That's it. Well, no, like I'm thinking of that as you're saying it, because it's just one of those things they're trying to keep the feeling that justifies the choice in Rogue One, you know, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, what would cause because like you know in that gin like in in rogue one 
so many memorable lines, but one I love is her interaction with Saw, where it's just like, you know, you could stand to see the Imperial flag rain, and it's just like, it's not a problem if you don't look up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it, it's mm -hmm. trying to get to the understanding, like, it, it's it's not about looking up, it, it's there. Yeah. Like, there's no avoiding mm -hmm. what it, what the machine has become at this point. And, and it yeah. takes away the question of, like, you know, like she says to the, to Mon Mothma and the other leaders, what choice do we have? Right. We mm -hmm. have to do something. Right. And it's, and it's this, interesting. This is building to all all the way through. And I think season two will do the exact same thing where it's just because what's exciting is the next season's literally going into Rogue One. Yep. Yeah. And so yep. it, it's all going to be one really long build to one of the, the greatest uh, first kicks to the Empire yeah. uh, mm -hmm. in this story yeah. we love. And I love that you brought up Jin because Cassian is in the same space at the beginning of Andor that Jin was in Rogue One, Absolutely. right? Kind of a little, because he was, he was, a, when he was younger, he was all about going after the empire and, you know, being a rabble rouser. And he got sentenced to a little jaunt in prison for it. And then when he gets out, what is he trying to do? Just survive. He's just <clears> trying <throat> to survive under the, under the Imperial rule. He's not trying to make a big splash. He, he, he basically it wasn't worth it. You know, he, he was that line. That we ended up, he was on Mimban and all the, all the rebels did was fight themselves. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm jaded and delusion it, uh, jaded and then just trying to survive and over the course of the show you see what turns him into a rebel those those little injustices that just keep mounting up and for lack of a better term just keep pissing him off yeah because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's well, what because oh, it, it leads into his reason like yeah like right. his his personal like what what i one of the things so you know, now that we're like really fully in on it, one of the things I really loved was that every character was led to make a personal choice for their stance. Yeah. Yep. One way or the other, um, you've got characters on the side of the empire making their personal choice for why they can stand to be a part of the empire. And you've got on the side of just soon to be rebels, you know, their personal choice of why they're involved in get kicking back at the empire. Um, mm. I like that it took that journey because, you know, with a show being called and or you can kind of be wrapped up in the uh, assumption it's just going to be about him and his journey. Mm -hmm. um, and really, he was just another piece in the, mm -hmm. the, the greater puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, I liked that it led everyone to their reasoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and which I is one of the the really interesting things of the show. It's precisely that, like Cassian isn't like the traditional protagonist that like moves the plot forward. Actually, he does nothing to move the plot forward in the whole. Yeah, it happens around him. Things <laughs> yeah. happen. Things happen to him. And the genius of the show is to see that, like, that's actually like how life really happens to all of us. Like, we're just victims of the circumstance, and it's like how we react to all these circumstances that like let us into the decisions that we make on a day-to-day -day basis. So maybe that's why some people didn't connect with the show because it's, again, it's the mirror. Some people don't like to look into that mirror, but like yeah. it really, at, all of Star Wars has always, as George Lucas did on New Hope, it's always been saying something about the world that we live in. But, you know, it's a space opera, so it's always been subtext, right? It's there mm -hmm. if you want to read it. It's not there if you want to ignore it. But I think Andor, and a lot of, the things that Lucasfilm has been doing recently, but specifically Andor, have been shifting the tide to be like, okay, it's not subtext, it's it's text, it's right yep, there, yeah. and, it's, <laughs> yep. and it's a it's a it's a slow burn, yes, but it's a slow burn that ends with a sledgehammer to your face, and mm -hmm. like if if that doesn't you know do it for <laughs> you to like understand what Star Wars has always been trying to do, 
I, 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 I don't know how else, you know, we can engage well, with the, with the media, right? Yeah. yeah. You, well, it goes back to something you said that I thought was interesting earlier about like, you'd rather have bad Star Wars than no Star Wars. And like the realization I made and luckily hasn't like come true to me, but like I can't, I concluded a while ago that at some point it's not that they're going to make a bad Star Wars movie. It's just that they're going to make a Star Wars movie. Not for me. Yeah, and, exactly. Yep. And that that's really what we mean that's when we okay. say like, oh, this isn't as good as these things or this isn't as good as what I thought it was going to be. It's it. We're really saying it wasn't for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and or know, maybe that, it's not for you now, you know, and it'll be for you exactly. in 20 years. That's it's like true. Return of the Jedi was my one. jam when I was growing up. But now for it's, sure. not, it's a different one. And it kind of shifts true. and changes as I shift and change. Which is why I think some people in the community, you know, are, are kind of <laughs> pathetic because they are the they same don't. person that they were when they exactly. saw Star Wars for the first time and aren't exactly. able to mature and adapt and be a different person that has different thoughts. It's like, no, I want my badass Luke Skywalker that actually never existed because that's my mind 30 years ago. Right. And to yep. like not, not be able to like understand that, you know, one, it was never for you. You're just right. along for the ride. But two, like things inherently need to change because times change and people change. And so different oh, yeah. generations are going to confuse consume the the, the 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 media so it necessarily has to evolve and so and so do we as people i mean i think right. it's Agreed. kind of kind of weird because george lucas always talks about selfishness and selflessness right and that's the dark side and light side and to not change and one star wars to not change it's the dark side right it's yeah. the selfishness that george You're lucas talks about so I don't, You're know. Not wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm crazy here, but no, 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 no. Because I even have a small. I'm, I'm locked in the trunk of the car. So <laughs> all, the, all the methane gas is getting to me right now. Right. No, he doesn't not, know what he's saying. You're not wrong yeah. though, because even the one thing that I've learned with myself personally is like, say for example, the Bad Batch when season one hit, I watched it and I was like, eh, it's okay, it's cool, mm -hmm. it's all right. And but I inherently realized, okay, maybe it's not hitting right now. Maybe I'm just not in the space right now to mm -hmm. to vibe with this. Like I just rewatched it recently, the whole season one, and I was like, I'm ready now. I was now yeah. in the place because mm -hmm. it, it was also different to watch it consecutively, just back to back. Mm -hmm. And I realized, okay, okay, now I'm ready to consume this. Now I'm ready to to filter this through my experience and see how it makes me feel. You know, and Andor wasn't entirely different either. The first time I watched it, it was kind of a struggle to figure out like, what am I identifying with? What am I connecting with here? Mm. Watching it again this time, it was instant connection. I was like, oh, oh, and it, it's like we talked about. It's the mirror for me. That's that was mm -hmm. the connection to it. I have to look into the mirror, and I've got to ask myself those serious questions because I don't yeah. know if anyone's paying attention, but reality kind of bites right now and it's <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's moving in a very specific and scary direction and all of mm -hmm. us as individuals are going to have to make those personal choices as to how we're going to react to it and what we mm -hmm. are going to do with it and to have a star wars that you can look to to come to that conclusion like oh this is why it's important this is why it's connecting with me is because mm -hmm. we're all going to have to make these decisions before long Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's also there's also an element of that that's slightly terrifying yeah. <laughs> right know, right for sure but, but i think that's the the brilliant thing about andor too it's just that it's about that decision making and mm. with some films and, and with the original trilogy like it seems like the decision you make it once i'm gonna be a hero once and that's all you need to do to be forever the hero but andor shows you like no you have to make the decision every day because exactly. you're gonna run into things every single day and like 
you might not want to make that you know the right decision today or tomorrow yet or the, the day after that and th that piles up and even though you think that by not making that decision it doesn't affect you eventually it will because yeah, all yeah, these things yeah. will will event the boot will press down on you if you think yep. that it won't and i think andrew just shows that brilliantly i mean andor you know he's just touching everything as much as he can thinking that well you know i'll the M i'm not gonna fight against the empire because it's not a problem for me right yeah. exactly. it will eventually and i think that was the, the great thing about andrew it's like how do how does oppression affect us and affect our decision making process every single day yeah, yep. yeah. well it i think it brought that like conversation and that realization to a normal person's perspective yeah um because of andor being relatively a normal guy uh, mm -hmm. i mean it's diego luna but oh. uh aside from that <laughs> extremely I, handsome extremely normal. handsome extremely talented <laughs> a great dancer watch havana nice great dancer yeah oh yeah you don't like, have to watch havana nice everything. but watch it <laughs> no watch it you don't um, watch it for the plot That's no you watch it for diego Luna. exactly so he is the plot no um <laughs> like you I, as we're talking about it you know it's just the realization that like we're not breaking new ground like is the allegory taking on a new face absolutely i think it, yeah. it, it is and it should because what we will look around and see nowadays is different than what george lucas looked around and saw mm -hmm. in the 70s very different um, Ooh, right mm -hmm. and so but nonetheless, or even in the attack of the clones in attack of the clones he was telling us about the dangers uh, of elected representatives and how they yep. slowly come in and become papa palps and yep. exactly yep. what's happening right now you're seeing what well, george was telling us in attack right. of the clones yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things i'll on, on a side note if I can I, I will remember what I was going to say but oh, yeah. to that point um that's that's one of the things I defend about the sequel trilogy uh vehemently is it's just like it absolutely and I do agree yes well there will be a lot of people that come around to it but it's absolutely the Star Wars of its time because it's dealing with sort of the the results of a generation that came out of those things came yeah. out of you know, the highly politicized era, um, the idea of like politicizing war and all of this other stuff and this mm -hmm. idea of uh, welcoming in power um, for the sake of order and all of this other stuff. Um, like the, the sequel trilogy is, is very allegorical, I think, of our day and age now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so, but that's a episode study for another yeah. one. Um, but Star Wars ages with its audience. Yeah, yeah, it should. Yeah. Um, and, and and it takes on, again, like the characteristics of who it needs to speak to. Um, mm -hmm. We see that selfishness corrupts. We see that in Palpatine. We see that in Vader. We see that in the Empire. They're treating each other just as bad as they're treating everybody that's not the Empire. Yep. Like, but there's this way you can look at it where it's just like, okay, but I'm not Luke Skywalker, though. So it's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm not affected by that. Or, yeah. you know, I, like I don't identify with the big hero um, and it's like, all right, well, let's go to the street corner and find a guy that you can relate to. And that's yeah. that feels like Andor where it's just like mm -hmm. he he's the Luke of this story where he's purveying like, hey, this is the warning of the choices you can and uh, should exactly. make. It asks right. the question in every episode and throughout Star Wars as a whole, what are you willing to put up with? What are you willing mm -hmm. to Not allow? This. Exactly. <laughs> what are you willing to allow your peers to go through? Like there, mm -hmm. there are times where you will be faced with a decision to act or not. And that could have ripple mm. effects. Yeah. Right. Well, good point, that's, that's, that's the thing with star Wars mm -hmm. is it's always emphasized that 
the right decision is always the hardest decision. Exactly. And it's always the one that does have consequences. Like you will face consequences for making the right decision. And sometimes very irrational. Like I I don't, I don't endorse every stupid idea, but because like, it's not that every good idea is stupid, but sometimes it causes you to be stupid to do the right thing. Sometimes. I think Russo thought for about (laughs) 0.5 seconds before he bricked that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he did the right thing. And and, and that whole And then he was like, should I? after this and it's like, <laughs> oh, that that yeah. picture is one of my favorites um i said i sent that to to a friend of mine recently and they they know nothing about star wars or anything or where that came from but um you know they're they're recently like trying to revisit star wars and everything and and i was like yeah we were we were at the star wars convention and we we got to see the episode nine trailer and everything it was really cool and he's like oh that must have been awesome and i sent him that picture of brazo like yelling in the streets i was like this this was me uh you can imagine (laughs) yep um but yeah i'm 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 absolutely thinking of that big climax where it doesn't make sense like you know that the concept of We'll fight the empire, but can yeah. can we win? Should we? We're outnumbered, outgunned, uh, like all it's like. It was very irrational, but it was the sense of standing up for what was right, and that was Marva's whole push. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was it's just like at some point, either you stand against it or you just get sucked in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of my all time favorite things about Andor, and I, I'm struggling right now to like think if there's any equivalent throughout the rest of Star Wars, but it's the monologues. Oh, in this show. absolutely. I oh, mean, yeah. there are just some yeah, God tier. Yeah. Which I have, and I don't, I don't know I'm, I'm, if it was you, Goose, or um, if you had somebody make those for you, but I loved that after every monologue, I could count on Triad putting one up on Instagram because I just needed <laughs> oh, okay. to read that and cry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I did it for purely selfish reasons. I will get some likes out of them, but yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It was effective. Because it's, I love them. Uh, yeah. I just wish I had the talent of those writers. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm just like, how the hell do you write that and not like smirk at yourself? I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, high five me. Yeah. I, I made mean, my mind a sunless place. How do you not just like uh, high five yourself immediately? Uh, I'm telling Jesus. you. I'm telling you. Um, and, and that's that's one of the interesting things about this show is it tells you everything like through those those great monologues through those extended sequences of great acting that um like some of the greatest um out there like Mm -hmm. it it, it's not that it tells you what to think but it it tell it lays it out for you to make the choice for yourself of what to think about this situation from this perspective you know we mentioned Mm -hmm. luthans there's of course um oh little boy Nemec. Nemec. Nemec's manifesto and everything. Or like I well. call him Mouse from the Matrix. It's oh. Same guy. Same guy. He's Same so guy. Or the mechanic from uh, Fast and the Furious. What? <laughs> You're blowing my mind right now. Really? <laughs> no, not the same guy. No, no, no. The, 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 not, not, not in terms of the actor. Just yeah, no. The no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say. It's just like yeah. any whoa. idealist who just pays the price for being. Yeah. Because exactly. if anybody knows anything about me, it's Star Wars and Fast and the Furious. <laughs> but no, I love this. <laughs> all about family. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some similarities there. All it's I'm true. saying. The only difference is that Fast and Furious got to John Cena first. Okay. So Star <laughs> I mean... Wars. Get on, Come on it. Honey. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you get the the difference between spite and hope and how that inspires mm. action. 
Like yep. you get Luthen, who is one hundred percent all steam ahead, spite. He yep. is fighting the Empire as revenge for something that happened to him. Mm-hmm. And then you get Marva, you get Nemec, who are all about hope for a better future. And that's what wins out in the end. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it's further Star Wars lesson learning of spite gets you a hole in the ground. It doesn't get you mm-hmm. anywhere. But when you introduce the sun into your mind again, when you see what could be and you get to share that sunrise with someone else, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Rebellions yeah. are built on hope. Hope mm-hmm. is built on action. Like yep. you have to do something about it. Hope is an active thing. Yeah, it exactly. Absolutely. doesn't happen just by not doing anything. I want to address what like that. Yeah. The saying here. Cause yeah, uh, it's, it wasn't too alert to police, but yeah. And it's not just uh, Puerto Rico. It's just that I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. So like, I always think about my culture first. But the whole chime thing, it was wonderful because, and it was funny because I'm very bad at putting things together. Uh, but I was talking to Mark <laughs> uh, from Braxium, Mark Pettis, uh, and like he mentioned that whole the whole chime thing, how that's like a, a, a battle cry, so to speak, right? When like Latin American countries are going on strike against the government or something like that. That's something that we culturally do. You just pots and pans, call them cacerolazos in Puerto Rico, and you just make noise with banging on metal objects and like... Uh, and I put that together and I was like, oh my God, Tito Luna and all the whole, and the thing, and then doing that and just like that cultural awareness that the show has had to like bring in, again, the real tropes of things that mm-hmm. happen in real life and then Star Warsifying them. It's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just brilliant because again, like people talk about how the show is not Star Wars enough, but for me, it's like, yeah, because Star Wars has always been about transforming the mundane into the galactic, right? For, to give it exactly an, an, an adjective. And, 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 and uh, Make it blue, exactly. <laughs> uh, and for me, that that what what Dan mentioned the kind of was a, a great example of that. It's just like, yeah, it's something that we absolutely do. That absolutely happens. It's a cultural thing. And it's a cultural thing in the right context that the show put it in, because it mm-hmm. is a, a, a act of subversion and, and, and striking right against against systems of power. But then with the you know with the Star Wars twists, which yeah. I, I thought it was beautiful, and then it culturally connected with me. So like you know. The show kind of went above and beyond in that sense for me to be like, okay, well, you had me at hello, but, <laughs> but, right. but now you you have you have me hooked here. But yeah, I just wanted to address that real quick. It's yeah. something, yeah, and and thanks for bringing that up, Dan. Uh, like, it's something yeah. I really do yeah. appreciate that Star Wars has been working to do more, um, not not to bring like Star Wars to normal, but to take th- mm-hmm. like to just acknowledge like yeah, we could just gloss over and say, well, they're not real people or characters. It's all in space and everything like that. But for the need of representation um, in today's climate with media and everything, you know, with the Book of Boba Fett bringing in Mm -hmm. Maori culture, with this bringing in some of the Puerto Rican culture and whatnot, like, that's great. Like, you know, bringing in and introducing those things that people can identify Mm -hmm. with uh, that can make Star Wars kind of more relevant yeah. for them mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like i i only see it as as a good thing to yeah. give us more doors into the galaxy far exactly. far away it's never a bad it's only thing. a bad it's thing if you're a racist right exactly yeah who right. cares what they think anyway right right exactly. it, it nothing to lose sleep over for sure no, no. um no. i did lose sleep over this show though um especially uh yes. the so uh, i again i didn't expect anything um, except that Andor was going to be in it. And, and so, and boy, was he. Um, mm-hmm. you know, getting, 
<laughs> yes, he was. He was Spoiler in Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah if, if, if that's the tagline. Uh, he's in it. Uh, <laughs> Shirtless, no less. <laughs> yes, he that's is. That's true. Yep. We get, we get, a, he, he had some great moments, uh, to just he probably show put off. that in his contract. He's just like, this make, the one make me look good. Right. Tarps yeah. off. Right. right. Yeah. He, like when you know your character's got a limited amount of screen time, it's like true. you already mm-hmm. have the end, you're working backwards. It's just yeah. like, all right, I need as many opportunities to look sexy as I can. And yeah. no mm-hmm. waxed chest too. Right. I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, with, with the heist it's like, okay, so he's kind of, getting into the semblance of the rebellion and everything like that. But he was ne- he was never fully in that. Um, no. and, and more than that, I didn't expect the follow-up then of um, the extended prison sequence. Yeah. yeah. You know, how, mm-hmm. how much time we spent with him really um, under the imperial rule, probably in, in the worst place to experience mm-hmm. imperial control. Um, those those were the episodes I think I related most to people that were talking about like oh this is like tough to get through this is hard to watch kind of thing yeah um, I don't I don't know if those were the big ones for for any of you guys but um, that that was also the time I felt m- the most like what we talked about earlier where everything was kind of just happening to him mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. him leading the charge it, it, kind of there in mm-hmm. the end. But it, it just seemed like we were just living in that that environment for a little bit with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You, you needed that time. You needed oh, yeah. that time in there because you you had to like with Aldani, you see how the Empire doesn't care about anything. Like and they, mm-hmm. they look they look at natives and people that are native to that world as detestable and smelly mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. And then you had to see that the, the prison scene because you had to see how they they really don't value any life. You're a number and they will work you until you are no mm-hmm. longer useful. And then they're going to not only are they going to discard you, they're going to wheel you out in front of everyone to watch. They're going to give you mm-hmm. the most unceremonious, unrespectful like end possible. Mm-hmm. And all of that builds up to like, for, I don't know, for, the way I filter it is like rage. Like, you know, having to be constantly subjected to this, it's just like, oh, no, the bastards are going to lose now, you know, mm-hmm. and that was the that was the one way out. That was the riot. It's just like, mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. we're out of here. And I mean, I shouldn't revel in this, but the, the, the my favorite scene from that escape sequence in one way out, aside from, you know. Uh, Andy Circus's amazing monologue was mm-hmm. oh, yeah. seeing, yeah. was seeing the Imperial Guards huddled in terror. In a yes. room, no, <laughs> you know? revel in that. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, because it, it's almost it's they, the same. Yeah, they should be yeah. exactly. Right. It's, just, it's the same from the finale when Deidre Miro is being like <laughs> mobbed by this crowd mm-hmm. of people, and she's panicking and terrified. And my first thought was, "Good, yeah, right." You should. Right. Be. Mm-hmm. You yeah. should yep. be. I, I was honestly surprised, uh, just on that note, that she got pulled out of that. Uh, not mm-hmm. surprised by who yeah. did it, but yeah. I, I thought, oh my gosh, are are we getting a stomping yeah. scene right now? Like I was, I was. <laughs> I, I think as soon as she got pulled, that would have been a content content warning advisory. That was right. Like, well, yeah. you know, and at that point, they pulled so many punches with me. I was almost just like, I could, I, you know. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, the, I the series happen. the series starts with Cassian going to a house of ill repute, like like that's literally mm-hmm. how the series starts. Like that was my first signal to be like. This, this, ain't no, this ain't gonna be normal this ain't gonna be a normal star wars like 
it's it starts from the bottom um shout out shout out to uh, no um were you about to say shout out to bottoms (laughs) 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 i'm saying that now if you won't i will (laughs) i salute you so does anybody else love that the prison escape is an allegory for rogue one in that sense the the one way out like the Mm -hmm. do it no matter what the outcome (laughs) or is it just me (laughs) well it's this it's this whole uh the climb motif i remember like the first time that like yes in andor when someone said i don't remember who it was but there was like like it said climb i think it was like during the aldani heist when Mm -hmm. nemex says climb i think that's the first time people were just like oh that's a connection with rogue one because uh k2so was saying that it's like climb is a pretty common word (laughs) yeah Uh, not doesn't necessarily but then they kept the motif of repeating mm-hmm. that and it's like okay well maybe you know maybe it does make sense it yeah. is Tony Gill right after all so. and it, it can it can be <laughs> as, probably as, intentional yeah. yeah it well and I think it can definitely be as, as thick as you want it to be um like you can take it as that meaningful if you want it to be um but you can also just take it as coincidence but I, I like mm. I, I think it was in in my case I I liked the very literal connectives that it's like, oh, this is why he makes this decision later. This is why he makes it. Like, I enjoyed that. I can understand that being a little heavy-handed for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can just be coincidence. Um, but, like, I, I loved, and it was really when I realized, like, oh, it's the Imperial Cog. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it really just seemed like this really heavy-handed but appreciated connection of just like oh this is why he's just willing to throw himself at the cause like mm-hmm. you know he'd rather he'd rather uh fail like fighting back standing up than to continue mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. live under um the the boot like you're talking about kev with yeah. um the life there he's 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 seen mm-hmm. how bad it can get yeah yeah it's and on he doesn't want to put up your, with that it's on your feet or on your knees yep. mm-hmm. that's what it is you know it, it's like the you know you either you either come back with your shield or carried on it, you know. Mm-hmm. It, that's I mean, like, and, the, and the and the most heartbreaking part of that scene, to, to everyone's point about that, is uh, it's Andy Circus's character. Sorry, and blanked out on the name, but then it's just like the yeah. whole "I can't swim" thing. I'm just like, holy crap! And it's just the what for me. It's not just like the tragic part of just him not being. Well, we don't know, but you know, I think yeah. all signs point to there were no floating devices. Live, darn you! No, you know that. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, it's just like and him being committed to that cause and mo- mobilizing everyone yeah. to finally escape and, you know, take up arms, even though he knows that there's no way out for exactly. himself. He's like, well, I know I'm I know I'm not making it out, but I still have to do this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's no, just, he, bur- you know, he, he burned his life for a sunset he'll never see. Exactly. Oh, no, no. I'm going into the Get show. I'm putting him on my back. I'm jumping <laughs> off with him, and I'm going to swim him to shore. Oh, no. I, 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 I couldn't. It was one of those things, especially oh, as, the, as the show went on, more and more I needed to cling to the hope that Kino Loy is still out there yeah, somewhere. This is, this is what I need. I need a last action hero scenario. I need a magic movie <laughs> ticket. I need to go into the show with my magic <laughs> yeah. movie ticket. I got to put some floaties on his arms, and I got to shove him off and be like, you'll be fine. And exactly. then I got to get out of there. What movie would we put him in, though? 
Because that's because that's that's the thing you could do too. Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. rings. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it had to. We be. We share one brain cell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I I absolutely it that that felt like a classic like Twilight Zone twist for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was the the gut punch of that of just like yeah yeah. No. no. <laughs> and again, I, I I can only imagine the writer just doing. Oh, yeah. Knife like, and there, screw, yeah. Screw, screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's oh. got to be some sick satisfaction of the writer. Like this is gonna make so many people cry. Yes. <laughs> I can just imagine like, him not writing and then going back into the screen. It's like, no, no, I just need one last. Thing. Well, it, yeah. It is the one thing. Like I, you know, joking aside, I appreciate they didn't show. Like they didn't give a definitive. I, I prefer mm-hmm. to live in the world where it's ambiguous because it's just like that. That's a, amazingly a saving grace in this show uh, yeah. mm-hmm. where everything else is given to us. And even when we win, it's sort of by taking something on the chin. Um, because even from this point, once he gets out, you know, the loss of Marva and even mm-hmm. in yeah. uh, rescuing, you know, Ferrix, I guess, like, that's only going to bring the boot down harder there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now everyone has a chance to push back and flee while they can, but you know, lives are upheaved in order to stand against the empire. So it's just like, I'll take any good I can, any ambiguous good I can get um, Mm -hmm. out of this. So. Silence while reading. Yeah. (laughs) We've got to get like the the psychic link together to where it's just like when I, when I, when I, when I read you talk, because I, I can't do both at the same time. No, absolutely not. I'm also reading because he's watching us. And I will never trust a Trand Ocean and I will always revel in the scene from Book of Boba Fett where uh, Chrysanthemum rips an arm off. There's got to be. (laughs) That was for you, Dan. That was absolutely. I mean, come on. Here in the High Republic, he's a he's a dope ass uh, Trandoshan. Yeah, exactly. I guess Skier's okay. Every, every Trandoshan is dope. Like questionable life choices aside. Yes. Like true. Like a giant lizard man. Come on. They're basically Piccolo. Let's be real. I just. <laughs> I Love just no. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> right? Are you a Yoshi? <laughs> no. My problem is they they hunt Wookies for funsies, and that's uh. That's a no. That's a, that's that's a, a no. no. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good. We, no. You crossed the line. We we could be diving into some of that. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. that's a show we're not talking about here. But Bad Batch, seeing Gunji, seeing Tarful and the Wookies, I, I think I think we're going to see uh, a little bit more of the standing up to the oppressive uh, master race going on. So, good, good. Yes. The and nothing and I, yes. nothing better happen to my baby boy Gunji. No. Nothing no. better yeah, happen. No. We I'll, will march upon. We'll Lucas. cancel Star Wars. So. Yeah. yeah, right. Yes. Not if they know what's good for yes. them. <laughs> no, it, it will be like you kill King Oloy, but you stay away from. <laughs> exactly. If, unless they want a Helm's Deep scenario of a bunch of angry, pale nerds marching on Lucasfilm <laughs> Studios, you leave Gunji alone. Yeah. That's how I felt uh, with B two emo. Like mm-hmm. when when baby boy when that <gasps> officer took him down. I was like, I was like, do that. No, he's geriatric. You can't do that. He's got to be gently handled, you fool. Oh, but then he got a brick to the face. So, karma. Rightfully so. Like, my like my heart skipped as if B two was any other character. (laughs) Because I'm just like, is he okay? Any other character? Oh, he's important. No, I, I I don't understand how Star Wars does this consistently, where they will break your heart with a robot. 
Right. They, right. Every time. Yeah. I was going to say like, and, and especially nowadays, I mean, we've gotten with BBA, we've gotten with, um, Oh my BD one. Um, mm -hmm. I had to look at him at my shelf over there, <laughs> uh, you know, B2 case KS K2 S O D O. Don't forget D O. Oh, yes. My anxious little baby boy. I don't, I don't know what magic they use, uh, but it all seems to go to the droids. The human yeah. psyche. That's Look, what the only, do. the only <laughs> thing that I have against Lucasstone right now with treatment of droids was what they did to poor L3 in Solo. I thought Ooh. that was kind of a dick move. She lives forever. Um, she's, she's all about. I, I, I keep saying this like all the time in our podcast. <laughs> it's like she's all about droid independence and droid rights and all these things. And then Lucasfilm actively was doing all that bit right for her to be advocating for this thing and then they're like wait let's what would be the most fitting end for her oh let's enslave her inside the millennium falcon right. so she's yeah. now you know serving someone for the rest of her life for eternity and i was just like that's no cool that was like the anti-b2 emo i'll bite but you know <laughs> no i'll bite i'll bite you, you're making a valid point it's they imprisoned her against her will. She yeah. had a and she had a do not resuscitate, and they were like, "No, nope, we, <laughs> we need. Sorry, we need your. We need your brain. So that, now, you're gonna be, now you're a slave." I, I I love that movie, and I will defend it tooth and nail. Um, but that's always been one of the things that mm -hmm. stood out to me. That's been hard to digest. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because like it was so led up to with with her independence and everything like that, and she finally gets it. And yeah. I, do, I do think that was in that early era of they didn't mm -hmm. know how else to get fans to feel sometimes other than to take away a fan, fan favorite mm -hmm. as soon as they give it to you. Exactly. And Lando couldn't die, uh, obviously. No. Eh, right. Could he? Maybe he had a twin. <laughs> they, <laughs> or right. like, like Beer Fest with, with Landfill right? with his twin brother. I'd, I'd really right. like you guys to call me Landfill. <laughs> right. Turns out it was Glando all along. <laughs> it was actually hey. Chris Ryan's in heavy makeup. Um, I was I was talking about okay this with, with a, a friend of mine recently. I say recently, it's probably a few months ago. Um, hey, but, time isn't real. Right. It's it's, it's hard to it's hard to measure honestly. But um, like I would have so much preferred that you know in the moment of like kind of like what Chewie did. Like I loved that. Chewie's choice wasn't just to go because Han called him, but because he saw Han for the person that he was and was like, no, I can't leave him because he didn't leave me kind of situation. <laughs> He's going right. to die if I don't go <laughs> that, with him. That too. <laughs> okay. he needs and, a and then he died anyway, uh, you know, but um, I, I would have much preferred a like, all right, L3, let's go. And it's just like, just rip out the thing. And it's like, no, you go. And it's just like, yeah. or something, something where it's just like, because obviously they they queued up the the um, plot point of like um, she's the brain like she's the not... navigational yeah <laughs> but like I feel like she could have lived without that part of yeah. her <laughs> right she can get away where like her sentience isn't part of it so that, right. yeah, exactly you can still use her but she's not a slave yeah uh, you couldn't have built yeah. her a new body right really I mean really? upload I, her yeah. and then download her i guess I yeah don't, i don't know right. we can do that here we can do it yeah. it's just exactly. <laughs> she's in the cloud point, if walt disney can right. do it then darn it l3 yeah. can too at this point it's just han <laughs> being lazy he's got like a sticky note in his cabin like transfer l3 and he just keeps ignoring it well it it it's one of those it's just made more and more difficult to swallow like i love how we're becoming a solo cast now but it <laughs> it's just so much harder when like okay and then even after that not only was Lando willing to bet the Falcon 
um, no matter how confident he was of his skills, but he was willing to bet his ship on a, a card game. Now he's willing to bet his ship again with knowing that his partner's brain is in there. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it just compounds and it's just yeah. like, It'd be like Mr. Freeze. Sorry. Uh, so I just rewind back to the Darth wife. Maul scene and watch that over and over instead. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> so, um, uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, as expected, uh, we, we've gone uh, all over the map uh, with this, but um, to kind of hit some key points um, here as we wrap up, because wrapping up usually takes half an hour. Sure. Um, <laughs> as is the podcast. Right. Um, well, and, and luckily we're safe because apparently no brew axiom tonight uh, in favor of Dan watching Last of Us. And so Claire, there you go. I look forward um, to a text from her absolutely solving her eyes out. Listen, I went and play the game, but I'm going to watch it for Pedro. Oh. Um, yep. yep. So, so. Uh, Nick Offerman's <laughs> in it too. Nick Offerman's oh, in it and I will watch right. anything he's in. Really? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Interesting. That Okay. I'm now now I just need to know who he is. So um, I didn't play the video game, but I know he's a character. Exactly. I saw something on Screen Crush today, so I moderately know some things. You're right. <laughs> it was a game. But um, wanted to kind of hit on any particulars, maybe things we hadn't talked about, um, <coughs> anything you came uh, preloaded with. This is this is the thing or things I loved most about Andor. Um, boop. I yes. feel like you haven't talked as much. So I've I been mostly to listening because this is a good podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we invite smart people on here for a reason. <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah. you're one of them, and I wanted to make sure no. uh, to get your thoughts because I know, and I, I know you had a lot you loved about this. So, the thing that is running circles in my brain that we haven't talked about—I mean, we, we we mentioned him, obviously, but Andor. Well, Andor. 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 Love them <laughs> dearly. I love all of Diego Luna's micro expressions. How good of an mm. actor he is stunning performance all the way through but the i love that the emotional center in a lot of the episodes is his friendship with brasso mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, brasso in general like we don't <coughs> usually get a character being so compassionate and you know loving and you know passing along messages from your mom we don't get that with male characters a lot of right. times we True. have brasso who is this big tough you know uh cockney dude but <laughs> he is the sweetest sweetheart of all time and he yeah. is there for cassian in ways that we don't get a lot in mm -hmm. star wars you know usually and it's he, and he has a beautiful singing voice if you haven't seen that video oh, on the instagram i showed it to yeah you. <laughs> yeah that, okay i wasn't sure if it was the one but yeah no one. boop showed me um i, I tiktok instagram yeah. whatever uh, oh my gosh. He's got pipes. I've I've never been more game for a Star Wars musical than when I saw <laughs> that. Put that with Diego Luna's dancing skills and we've got a show. And singing skills. That's true. Don't forget mm -hmm. about Book of Life. There you go. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Yes, the pre-Coco. Yes. Listen, a lot of people slept on that. Okay. It is good. It it is so good in so mm -hmm. many different ways, okay? Uh I I will yeah, I remember um, a friend of ours put that yeah. on secretly and it was one of those like background <laughs> things. Attention. And then, yeah, it's just like cut five minutes later to us like huddled in front of the screen. He's apologizing to the book. <laughs> book of Life. Highly recommended. Excellent. Some wow, I can't such believe good I... covers in that mm -hmm. soundtrack. Anyway, 
yeah, we don't usually get a male character as the emotional center of a story. Like we get scenes of Leia uh, being compassionate for Luke, you know, kind of calming him down on the ship when they leave. But like, I, I think that that was a really good choice to make, have yeah. someone from his past be that good of a friend and also just make us cry <laughs> with the line, I love him more than anything he could ever do wrong. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is so good. It doesn't get more Star Wars than that, man. No, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, like I loved the 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 family vibe. It wasn't just yeah. Andor. It wasn't just even Andor and Marva. Mm -hmm. um, it really felt like this beyond blood family, which even they aren't blood, but yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it extended past their family mm -hmm. name with Bix, with Brasso, with the, the whole community. It mm -hmm. felt like at every yeah. point they weren't just nobodies in, in that like they weren't exactly. able to do what they were doing because they were nobodies. It was because they were a part of that community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really great. And they took care of mm -hmm. each other. They fought together, and that is so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Kev, any big standouts for you that we maybe haven't talked about or talked about enough for you? So, no. I, overall, man, it was the thing that I love most about Andor is that it did the thing that I want my media to do challenge me like mm -hmm. like make me think make me question stuff like that's that's what it did and that's what i'm very grateful that it did because as much as i like mindless you know just shut it all off and watch <laughs> things go boom as mm -hmm. much as i like yeah. that i also want to learn something from this i want to discover something about myself from this i want to see myself in it or or filter something through my lens like it's got to be a personal experience for me and andor did that but in a very uncomfortable way admittedly it was, mm -hmm. it, was it was not the most comfortable experience and I, i'm actually very grateful for that beyond that the, the little thing that i like is cassian's blaster because it looks like kyle katarn's blaster right. from dark yeah Forces. that's the little thing it's like a little thing every time every time i saw it i was like yeah yeah nice. <laughs> you know? right nerd that nostalgia yeah. kick <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. that's it i mean everything else i don't know i, I there's nothing that there's nothing that i could say stands out that like isn't obvious like all of the obvious standout stuff is all the stuff that i was like yes you know mm -hmm. but little things little things like like the mm -hmm. blaster that was great for sure there was a i, I don't want to say the most but this this definitely takes a, a top three on easter egg star wars shows oh, yeah. Yeah. i felt like Big i mean mm -hmm. shop was a cornucopia. yeah they, they oh, definitely yeah. had mm -hmm. that card to pull but um yeah it felt like at every given point uh we were we were getting little things little glimpses or name drops and it's just like oh wow this yeah this is smack dab in the middle of star wars mm -hmm. you know? yeah. oh yeah nice. oh yeah I mean, to that point, I think that's kind of one of the things that did it for me with the show. Like, I, my, my, my background's in architecture, so, like, I'm very visual about production design. Mm -hmm. It's something that, I, like, I, I'm that type of nerd that I'm looking at the background instead of the foreground. Uh, so one thing that I really liked about Rogue One was the aesthetics of, of that movie. Like, it felt sure. really tangible in a, in a way that the sequel trilogy, I love the sequel trilogy, but, like, the sequel trilogy felt... Not to say that the visual effects or production design weren't good, but it felt a little more fantasy-esque and a little detached from the groundedness uh, that Rogue One gave us. Because, you know, I saw that the first trailer for Rogue One and I saw that first Star Destroyer and it looked one of, like one of the models from the original trilogy. I was just like, 
it just feels real. It feels like a thing yeah. to reach out and touch. And mm -hmm. Andor kind of like took that and like cranked it up to like not even 11 and like to 17 or 19 or 20, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so like the whole, the whole production design of that world was so fleshed out and so beautiful. And like you could, it was a story in of itself, you know, Ferrix was telling like a story about like a working class background and Coruscant brutalist architecture and mm -hmm. talking about like the, the boot of the empire and the depressive factor of it. Like for me, all of that background storytelling was very powerful and something that I really connected with. So it's something that I felt was not to say that Mando or some or Obi Wan doesn't have that, but I think sure. that in Andor it was a, a little different in like yep. terms of like how they approached it to make sure that narratively really complemented the story and you know and again connected to it in a in a, <clears throat> in, a in a real way to like our world but still keeping it star wars so that's yeah. something that you know that i i really appreciate and it's something that every time you go back and just watch it like there's so like when, when you guys were talking about luthan's shop there's so much there that you can just keep going and keep yep, studying because yep. like it's mm -hmm. it's it, like you said it's a cornucopia yeah. exactly <laughs> it's a good word Thank um you. yeah there's something about and, and i'm i'm right there with you um maybe for different reasons in different ways um because i can't draw a straight line to save my life so <laughs> That's not so my rulers are for. <laughs> That's true. There you go. Um, but um, there's something about Rogue One that this definitely mirrored um, in being so careful with the context for the characters, you know, the, the visual landscapes that it gives us, because it just seems like they're so much more attentive because they're so close to a new hope. Um, that's what I've always assumed with Rogue One, why it mm -hmm. looks so Star Warsy. Um, mm -hmm. instead of like approaching something in the force awakens or the last Jedi where you're like, all right, jungle planet, make it, you know, it was like, mm -hmm. Hey, mm -hmm. jungle mm -hmm. planet, but yep. make it star Wars. Exactly. I, right. right. I, I, there was just some extra layer of creative attention there, um, that I've always loved. Like there's movies that I put on for what I want to feel, um, and and then there's movies I put on for what I want to see. And Rogue One's one of those mm -hmm. where, like, I want to see all of this beautiful cinematography. Like, we talk about Last yep. Jedi all the time. Very beautifully looking uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Rogue One's right there, too. Exactly. It's just different. Yeah. It looks dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love yep. that. It's, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it, it, perfect it doesn't feel like a modern recreation of star wars stuff it like they magically are able to really make it feel right. like like when you see the tans of eve the interior you're just like oh yeah. we're in episode four now yep yeah like um mm -hmm. it, it's it's crazy how they're able to transport you with that stuff so yeah. um and just looking at stills of ferrix like every hallway looks like it goes somewhere Yep. And mm -hmm. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, I was really grateful for the return of large sets and locations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, right. I, I think that absolutely helped a lot of what you were talking about, Goose. Um, but uh, also, I feel like Andor pulled their card much like early on. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's one of the first shots in the original trailer, and it's one of the centerpiece shots in the movie where they, you know, reveal Tarkin against this bone white emerging Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. um, blew a lot of people's minds mm -hmm. that those things are actually white. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, Andor did their own version of that with introducing the the thing I want to mention, because much like you with the Calcutta Blaster, I was like, oh, my God, Fantasy Flight uh, Games is on my screen right now because that's an arrestor <laughs> class. Yep. I was just like, mm -hmm. when that when when that unique cruiser came across the screen, I 
lost my mind. That was the most Star Warsy thing they could do for like me. Cause mm-hmm. I, I love ships. I love Star Wars ships and um, seeing that. And of course, sharing the scene with Luthans, like mm-hmm. just <laughs> like oh, yeah. move, out move, move over Millennium Falcon. <laughs> like, oh, I, oh, love, oh. I love the mm-hmm. countermeasures. Cause like yeah. when he says counter, the computer says countermeasures. I'm thinking like my dumb head's like flares, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Flares out, and then it's Kinda. like, <laughs> and I was like, oh. whoa, whoa, got that it. sound engineering for that scene oh, too. Like, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, I love it when fascists panic. So the imperial guy on the bridge being like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that whole cruiser is just one like like you know member measuring contest of technology yeah and mm-hmm. to have it just usurped by you yeah. know space debris it's the like, star wars car from death proof oh yeah. yeah that's that's a great way to put it thank I, you yeah it was i thought so it was one of those things <laughs> i didn't expect to come out of this show with a new favorite ship of all mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. uh but it was pretty epic it like i mm-hmm. came out of the least favorite ship <laughs> yeah dedra and cyril <laughs> don't get me wrong i love a pathetic man <laughs> I, yeah me but he's <laughs> you're not incel pathetic that's uh, true that's true ugh. um yeah yeah like i'm sure the guy who plays him is delightful i'm sure, mm-hmm. sure. absolutely but, but i'm also like did He's an adorable little ginger man. It's amazing. I'm sure, like, I'm sure mm-hmm. but man, you played a creepy incel to perfection, and that's a little disquieting. Yeah, yeah, it, that's what's on the side of the to, fascists. To, to yeah. get in that headspace had to be uncomfortable. Oh um, yeah, and he he was one of the ones you know I was thinking of earlier when talking about like the many um, boots and shoes and experiences this show puts us mm-hmm. in. It was really interesting to have someone who absolutely represents the kind of person that voted for Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and no matter how that vote was going to go, it was rigged. But nonetheless, there were people that like absolutely believed in, you know, peace and order. Um, and what's what's so interesting is seeing, um, you know, this latest episode of mm-hmm. Bad Batch. I got some Andor mm-hmm. vibes from that. Big yeah. Time. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, really connecting the the tissues there for that. Um, And so, yeah, to to kind of step into his experiences of how can someone absolutely believe in the Empire? An uncomfortable Mm -hmm. home life. I mean, that's a start. It'll do it. That'll do it. Every Mm -hmm. time. Every time. His mom's the worst. He is. Those those scenes, uh, you know, as uncomfortable as the beach scene was, which um, I I kept... uh, thinking of it uh, of like oh i need to take that shot of the k2 unit coming up the stairs and match that with mm. like the terminator theme because that's the vibe <laughs> yeah <laughs> but aside from that like as like uncomfortable as that scene was yeah um i would put it on par as any scene with cyril's mom <laughs> yeah like right oh same vibe yeah, yeah. it was just uncomfortable <laughs> but um yeah, so uh, we put it out there to the masses. Anyone uh, listening, watching, uh, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, um, if you're going to go this far, <laughs> you might as well tell us what you love as well. So the question is yours. Um, let us know. You can hit us up on um, Twitter or leave it in the comments here if you happen to watch this. I do recommend it. Um, there's a lot of beautiful faces on the screen yeah. right now. and so Record a manifesto. <laughs> record a manifesto. <laughs> Manifestos are not inherently evil. 
No, that's true. I was um, waiting to see if someone went there. So <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't the end. <laughs> I right. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> leave, it to, leave it to boot. I don't know either. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you guys so much for, for joining um, for this chat. Uh, I, I love, uh, it wasn't as derailed as I thought. We started with Nick Cage, but we recovered. It's okay. We did. Uh, it so. made the episode better. Sure. I, I'm in full agreement. Nick, yeah. full Nick agreement. Cage set, 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 set the seasoning, so to speak, for, for the right. rest of the smorgasbord. Just a little yeah. bit of Nick Cage in every episode. Yeah. I, I love you all, so I'll give it to you. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Instead of salt, instead of salt bay, it's cage bay. You know? Absolutely. There you go. That's my new um, okay. name on Twitter. Bay. <laughs> okay, cage bay. Instead of salt, what would he be sprinkling? Ooh. Garlic, probably. On guess, the... you know. <laughs> Depends on the era. Exactly, exactly. True, true. I mean. Cocaine. Yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like some form of drug, cheddar goblin, uh, <laughs> exactly. cheese product, the, the the orbs from the missiles in the rock. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, gosh! Now that's that's a cage movie. I'm excited to talk about. Is one that the day. one where they escape Alcatraz? It yeah. Did you know that Alcatraz means pelican? I did. I do. I always will because you never let me forget it. <laughs> I just thought you liked fun facts. I, I do. I love you too. So, um, w Goose, you're you're new to the show. So why don't we start with you? Where uh, can the people find you, uh, and where should they find you? Because you're a wonderful. Unfortunately, wonderful yeah. Unfortunately, we're everywhere. Uh, we're on <laughs> we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Even though I'm dumping Facebook, there's zero engagement there. Uh, and sure. and the Hive, even though Hive died as fast as it blossomed. And you can find us on all of those social medias at Triad of the Force. We're also on YouTube video format. You can also youtube.com slash Triad of the Force, whatever. You can find us there. Uh, so, yeah, thankfully, not many podcasts are called Triad of the Force. So I, as many usernames as I can, uh, you know, uh, commandeer, you can find me in those things yeah. with that. So, yeah, we I talk about the same thing. It. So if you like mm -hmm. this, then you might like more people that kind of look like me. Stuff too. You so. will like it. It's absolutely. a very good podcast. Absolutely. Oh, Seconded. Um, yeah, I absolutely envy it because it was, I, I found out very quick. Um, like I, I started with Twitter and I was just like, all right, the Nerd Herder cast, we got it. And then I went over to Instagram and it's just like, dang it. There's another yeah, one only on Instagram for some reason. It hasn't been active in years. No, it's one of those things where it's just like, I want to be like, Hey, can you like delete your account so I can have that please? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but or um, else the only one. Right. Yes. Right. Highlander the hell Highlander. out of it. <laughs> Highlander one or Highlander two though. Oh, only only ever one. Only ever two, one. No, two dude. rocked my world when I was a, a child. I'm just yes, yes. Yeah. Two is so ludicrous. It loops around yes. and becomes good. <laughs> that so you would love it probably um, yeah as my first clancy brown uh movie actually really? was mm -hmm. it your first sean connery experience no because i was raised on james bond so well, good for you <laughs> yeah Go slap problematic. A uh kev uh when can we expect that that force losers uh content back in our feeds uh well i'm happy to announce you know for uh, i don't know i still don't know i don't know <laughs> Um, fine. You had me. I, I was did like no, no, we're we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. Uh, uh, we will be back this year. 
Um, we will be going to a live format, so that's going to be a thing. It will be happening, so we're working on it as diligently as to um, less than intelligent, less than handsome man men How can figure it out. Um, Brad is amazing. He, he is the looker of the two of us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back soon. And, and it, 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 when, when it's ready to go, it's ready to go. And uh, beyond that, you can find me on all the other socials. Where's that? There you are. There yeah, you go. We're on the Twitter and I'm on TikTok now, apparently. Um, Sit in videos back and forth with me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because sometimes our feeds match up and it gets ludicrous and I love it. Yeah, mostly toaster jokes. <laughs> yes, mostly toaster jokes. Like mostly, right. mostly toaster jokes. You mean yeah. bath bomb jokes? Yeah. Exactly. Spicy bath bombs. Um, God, I, I made one. I made one to a coworker, and I can't say it on the podcast, but it, it, was, good. it was good. I look my, forward to it. My new favorite, my new favorite is um, I need a rope and a depressive tree. No, I need um, a rope and a dramatic looking tree. Dramatic looking tree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the day to pull that one out in the wrong crowd. But anyway, yeah. Um, it yes. doesn't go over well. So somewhere in the next 350 days, uh, we can definitely expect Force Losers back. Yeah. Um, excited about that. Uh, just because we we love you guys over there. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming to us from a, your your new space, your new office, looking yeah. good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the so dreamatorium, as I call it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and so obviously we're here uh, now on a new day. Uh, we're shooting for Sundays at 8 as long as it's convenient. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, as long as it lasts, we'll be here talking about all the things we like with the people mm -hmm. we like um, next week. Because as fate <laughs> would have it, I'm cursed. Um, no, next week, you're not cursed. You're planned. <laughs> we are talking about face off. You're going to take um, your face. <laughs> the Nick Cage classic. Off. Yes. Um, and yes. so our patrons can expect a commentary uh, of us um, enjoying uh, that me movie enjoying <laughs> and John's me being pain. there um just saying every good, 15 minutes good movie. Peach a good movie and then yes. um shortly thereafter in the Where months the to come, come from <laughs> um john woo <laughs> 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 um yeah it'll be public um in the uh far future but if you just can't wait to hear my agony you can join our patreon and we um, do appreciate support the um, our, our folks that support us and pay for StreamYard um, equipment, all of that beautiful stuff. Um, you know, your questionable financial choices uh, make us a better podcast. And so thank you. Um, and so we'll be back next week with that, with a new lineup of guests and a lot more fun to be had. But in the meantime, uh, do appreciate everyone for stopping by. Again, a big thank you to our guests. Uh, you make the show. Beautiful boys. And to everyone listening and watching, remember to always stay scruffy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs>